Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of SSPN Postgame. I know it's been a minute. We're past midnight. I had it at 11.45 is what I think this was set to on YouTube. But, you know, the game went a little bit long. But, look, this was worth the wait, Ethan. Uh, a big win. I know at the end of the game, even the Lakers commentators were talking about how it's been win-lost, win-lost for the Spurs recently. So uh, to get a big win like this and to start, hopefully, uh, more than a two-game win streak, regardless, just a big win to go into Christmas. I think this makes a lot of Spurs fans happy. This was probably the best present that these guys could have given us since there's no Christmas Day game. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think they played probably their best game of the season, at least in my opinion, as far as everybody, you know, being one cohesive unit, our bench unit coming out playing unbelievably dominating the Lakers bench, uh, our starters. I know DeJounte struggled, but everybody else stepped up defensively. We seemed more in tune with one another. Our chemistry was through the roof. You know, Jacques Landale helps with that as well, uh, being a, a quality backup center that can give us both offense and defense. I know the Lakers struggled, and then they had a lot of guys out, and I know they had um, a lot of you know unfortunate calls go not their way because the refs were a little so so. It was both. It was both ways, though. It so. was. It was. It was. <laughs> I mean, LeBron was literally just by himself when you got Isaiah Thomas out there in crunch time. You know, it's a it, it's a it's a bad uh, it's a bad thing for your team. But I'm still nonetheless impressed with every single player tonight for the San Antonio Spurs. Really not disappointed in anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, like you could say Devin had an off night shooting, but it just kind of looked like his shot was short tonight. But really, other than that, like you said, everybody everybody played really well. Um, I mean, do you have any other thoughts? I don't want to just jump into my spiel before you were finished. But I forgot to tweet this when we won. Yes, there right now. It was the Showtime Spurs against the old time Lakers. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's basically what it was. No, that that that's really that's a really good. That's a good analogy. Uh, Floyd Kizzy, we see you in the chat. F. Nico as well. We appreciate you guys being in here. Um, let's just talk about the man of the hour. 11 for 11. Three threes. Going up against LeBron James. Giving him 30. Kieta Bates Diop. What is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> he came out of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? On his, the way he played tonight, man? I, I don't know what the Lakers were doing defensively, but he wasn't even – like it's one thing to get 30 points and be the guy on the team. The plays are drawn for you to get buckets, but he was getting just easy, you know, cutting back door, easy buckets, put back buckets, uh, you know, fancy uh, maneuvering underneath the basket to get some some trick layups to go off the glass, looking like Kyrie Irving back in his Boston, Cleveland days <laughs> kind of thing. Like I was just really impressed with him. And once you get those easy baskets, it seemed like his confidence levels kind of went through the roof. He was letting it fly from deep. He didn't hit. He didn't miss at all from the field tonight. Uh, just a really a quality game from him. And his length was able. I know he didn't really stop LeBron. He still had thirty six points, but it gave LeBron enough fits to where you know he seemed limited at least. He wasn't as impactful maybe. Worst game of KPD's career. Have to expect more. Hundred percent right, Tanner. I don't know what I'm saying right now. Uh, but yeah, just extremely impressive game offensively and defensively from Kade Bates Diop. I don't expect it to continue, but hopefully he can get you know 
what do you think, 10 points a game going on from this? Because like, right now he's only averaging three, so like maybe a little bit higher than that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. He really scored 10 times his average tonight when he's matched up with like one of the greatest players of all time. Just insane. I saw a tweet tonight. Uh, I forget who it was, but it was on Twitter, and it was like, you know, usually some random on the other team's bench goes off against the Spurs. So it felt nice for it like to happen for us once, right? Honestly. Um, but I, I kind of want to talk about what M. Easy is saying right here. No Ben Forbes tonight. And one of the things that I texted you, and, and shout out to South Tex, is it me or does Landale make a difference? I think the difference for this bench unit tonight, well, obviously you had Kieta Bates Diop scoring 30. But regardless of that, I think size and spacing, Yeah, the lineup of Trey Jones, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Kieta Bates, and Jock Landale, it's like, okay, that's like, a legit like everybody is like they have the right frame for their position in the yeah. modern NBA and when Lonnie's playing confident and looking different on the floor that's something that me and you have talked about before I, if I'm remembering that correctly that I think when we were talking about the things that were kind of holding Lonnie back because we know it's not physical talent it kind of seemed like it was a mental thing I believe you said that actually and in the past couple games where he's been playing well and been scoring around 20 points tonight, he had 21 efficiently. Um, you can see it in his eyes almost like he just yeah. looks more confident and he's also more settled. He doesn't let things rattle him. And then on top of that, it, he seems also much more comfortable and more understanding of the scheme as well. Like he's making smarter plays. There's, yeah. you know, there's obviously he's not losing the ball with his hands. We've talked about that a lot throughout the year, but like the cuts that he's making and at the times that he's making the certain cuts, something mm-hmm. that I hadn't been seeing from Lonnie. So uh, a big difference there. And then, of course, you got to talk about Jock Landale. Um, the way that he sets off handoff passes, off-ball yeah. screens, his offensive rebounding tonight, the way that he dishes out assists. I mean, there were some missed shots tonight from three that were wide open, but still they were wide open three opportunities because he hustled on the boards and dished them back out. Um, you know, th- there were some 10-day contract guys. Like you said, IT, there were some other 50, 50s and 40s out there for sure um but for the most part uh the guys who got the most minutes tonight you know Dwight Howard LeBron James Russell Westbrook I mean those are three former MVPs I know obviously Russ and Dwight are not what they used to be and LeBron James even though he still got 36 9 and 6 tonight you know 37 years old Melo as well um but like you said you know when IT is getting 21 minutes this is definitely a down Lakers team and you know we saw in the past two games when LeBron didn't play, when AD's there, we have problems in the paint. And I think it might have been a, it might have been a little bit better with Jock Landale, but he's still getting bodied by AD too. Just you know the yeah. pause on this, but the thickness, you know, it would have just it, it, Jock's sure. a little bit of a string, stringy guy. He, that, that's why he can stretch the floor. But yeah. <laughs> and he hit one tonight too. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you, South Tex. I mean, man, it, it just Lonnie playing consistently. Yeah. Um, and Jock Landale, what he does for for the offense and opening everything up um, is just, you know, it's like the little chef kiss, kiss emoji. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we already talked about Kieta Bates, but I, I don't think that's going to happen every night. But just the fact that Kieta Bates can be a guy who can, like, go get an easy bucket under the ground, not trying to do too much. And I think that he just wasn't in the Lakers game plan, which is probably why he was able to do as much as he did tonight on top of everything else going right for the Spurs. Mm -hmm. Um, But on top of that, he is a stretch four. So like he fits that kind of modern NBA, you know, four 
you know, switchable. Like he could play the three, but he's not too small. And and even when he was walking onto the court, I was noticing like how tall he was. Like just you forget how tall he is too. I think he might be like he's listed as six eight, but I, he looks taller than Doug McDermott, so he might be like six eight and a half, six eight three quarters. So. Lengthier too, yeah. <laughs> And we ran him at the center for a little bit tonight whenever they were doing that against LeBron and he was still doing well. And, you know, the fact that everybody, you know, played the way that they did and DeJounte Murray had a rough night. It was so funny because, you know, the last game we played DeJounte, the reason we won the game was because of DeJounte. So the fact that we could prove to ourselves tonight that, hey, we can win a game, you know, against an all star level team, even if they're down a couple players. Um, with DeJounte having a bad night, that's that's a huge thing for the Spurs, and I think that's another testament to why I agree with you. This is probably the best game we've played all year. Yeah, I'm going to echo what you just said. I don't know exactly the stats on this. Like we, I could be wrong, but it, I think this might be the first game where DeJounte has had a subpar game. I'm talking less than 10 points, and we have handedly won the game. Mm-hmm. Usually if DeJounte is, like, is handled and not he doesn't go off for 20, 25 points, um, we, we lose the game you know, pretty much in the opposite direction by double digits. But tonight, the bench, especially with Lonnie and, like you said, Jacques Landale, they really led the way and gave us that spark, as well as Kata Bates, of course. Can't forget his 30-piece tonight. Uh, but I was really surprised by Lonnie and Jacques' chemistry on the court. I don't know if you were, but I knew that Jacques was going to be a good player. Um, I, I expected him to have a good impact as far as you know, stretching the floor and you know fighting on the offensive board, stuff like that. But I did not expect him and Lonnie to kind of hit it off the way they did tonight. Like, this was pretty special, at least in my eyes. Like, Lonnie's super athletic play, cutting to the basket, jock ability to both fade to the three-point line and dive and battle with big guys like Dwight Howard. Dwight's a hard guy to box out, and he was getting offensive boards over a guy that used to, you know, be the rebounding champion in this league, defensive player of the year candidate. I know he's older, but it's still difficult to do. Even Jakob can struggle to do that at times. And Jock was, you know, managed to get eight rebounds tonight. Five of them were offensive rebounds. So that's what I think was like the, the difference maker for Jacques Landell's impact tonight. Yeah. Um, that's a great point because I even saw somebody tweet tonight. Obviously, this is just a joke, but they're like, forget Shaq and Kobe, Jock Landale and Lonnie Walker. Oh, that was you. That's right. That tweet, there yeah. you go. There you go. Okay. So I'm shouting you out. And I didn't even know I was shouting you out. See, so you stick in my <laughs> brain, Ethan. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Their pick and roll was going crazy tonight. Um, Kevin McLean, I see you in there. I definitely, they're not an all-star level team, but all-star level players out there that, you know, the starting lineup, that's still, that's going to be tough for some teams, but man, the Lakers, the Lakers are struggling. That's crazy. The Lakers are below 500 now. So that's another good point. I for, I did kind of forget about that, but um, man, still a, a big win for the Spurs. I mean, when you go in and, and in the last two games in the Staples Center and you blow out both of these teams, um, it's big wins. But I think the other thing that you got to give the Spurs credit a little bit and you can, you know, say whatever you want about this, but like good on the, and I don't know, you know, there, there are obviously some other extenuating circumstances, but like look around the league right now. What, what team is healthy? There's one team. Like, and unless I'm forgetting some other people, like I feel like every other team has somebody out due to due to COVID right now or, or something and the Spurs are like there's nobody on the injury report so like you got to give them credit for like you know being responsible I guess I don't know but Phoenix is solid. they're doing pretty well okay so there's some other ones there but still you know a very small sample size of the league so yeah. you got to give the Spurs credit there for like having everybody there but also at the same time there's 
you know, it's out of people's control too. Sometimes that it's crazy stuff. Um, but like South Texas, Lonnie is finally channeling his inner Manu. You know, you don't want to make that comparison. You, you know, you don't, but at the same time, you know, you're seeing him do some wild stuff that, that is a little bit reminiscent. You really are when, when he's getting in his groove and he's got his confidence that there, there's some similarities there in their play and just their wild style. And, you know, they can both do very acrobatic things when they're driving to the hoop, um, and draw fouls in the process. Um, definitely. And, And that's kind of the funny story with Lonnie, you know, he's had these growing pains, but hopefully he can just be consistent because if he can be consistent, he really is that wild card of a player. Well, sometimes even in the middle of the play, he you might be like, what are you doing? But then it just turns in to, uh, you know, a behind the back pass to Jock Landale for an easy dunk. Like when he was driving on those two guys, then I was like, what is he doing? And then it's like, oh, no, that's an amazing assist. And that that just reeks Manu. Manu literally did that play before. Knock on wood, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, already exactly. Did. And this is another thing that I didn't even realize that I haven't even really dug into the stat sheet that much. Eric Blasa, this is another thing. So shout out DJ really didn't even have a bad game because you're going to have bad shooting nights. Yeah. And I, I love that he kept shooting. Like when he missed those first two threes and then he made the other one, like that's still a big one. Um, Stayed aggressive. Yes, exactly. You want him to keep shooting, not lose that confidence. And then when you can find other ways to contribute, you love to see it. I think he had a couple steals tonight too. Uh, I think Derek even got a steal on on LeBron and that was because of KBD man that's the other yep. thing we we're talking about him with 30 his defensive performance tonight was crazy you know we always kind of knew he had length but I mean he was really like putting his hand in there and yeah yeah absolutely um Derek his playmaking we've talked about that before he only had seven assists less than DeJounte but I felt like um especially down the stretch he was able to really facilitate for the guys and also make some clutch threes. He went four for six tonight from three. Yeah. That and that was quiet. That was quiet. And he missed his first two, I believe, also. I think so. so. But it's the fact that they're both staying aggressive. Because early mm-hmm. on in the season, one of them or maybe both of them would get conservative and not try and you know attack the rim. And even if they're missing shots, like Dejounte was tonight, he was still getting into the paint and creating space for other players to then take advantage of their matchup, whatever it may have been, Kata Bates, Diop from three, Jacques Landale, Lonnie Walker, whoever it was, just them still having that same mindset of I'm going to get 30 tonight allows other players to showcase what they're able to do at the same time. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm just looking at the stat sheet a little bit more. Keldon, four for 14 tonight. He's another guy, struggled shooting, but still made two down the stretch. And I forget which one it was, but one of the threes was like crucial. It really kind of started to push the pace away, but still was able to get nine boards and 16 points because he went to the free throw line and was perfect from the free throw line. That's another great sign from Keldon. Um, Man, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Who is our shooting coach? It's Chipping Chip. One. Chip. Okay, I, I was gonna say Chip. I couldn't think of his last name. Right. I know. I know Chip England is. I know it seems like it is. It's it, what we're twelve thirty right now. Where this is this is yeah, LA California time. But Chip England, man, he's a miracle worker, bro. Like, how do you? <laughs> yeah, Keldon's shooting like like even though he's he went you know even though he missed five threes tonight, he's still shooting like forty five percent. Yeah, and and now his free throws NBA. and it's been like. A couple games too where I feel like his free throws have been more consistent and that was his biggest issue at the beginning of the season it's just like a like like with the snap of the fingers it switched so 
Yep. <sighs> Definitely All right. great shooting splits. It was a 48, 46, and 85% tonight from Ridiculous. the goal three-point free throw percentage. 33 assists to 50 rebound game as a team. That's the difference maker. And Jakob only played 21 minutes because he had he was in foul trouble. That's, and Jock played well with the starters, bro. I really yeah. like him playing with the starters. And he only got 15. <laughs> Like, yeah. really, I thought he deserved more because I don't think mm-hmm. he played, like, at all. In the third. In the third and I was wondering. I was like, why isn't he in? Yeah, me too. And, and Lonnie was kind of shortchanged in the third, too, I thought, I felt. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you I off. I don't know. No, you're good. I think I think also maybe Pop might have just kind of felt out the game. He might have known what was coming before before we yeah. could see it. Um, <laughs> 100%. He's keeping us honest. He's keeping yeah. Us honest. I, I Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, hey, so I want to talk about the two gays guys. Oh, my friend. Two. That is not what I meant. I, two guys. Two guys that didn't play tonight: Thad Young and Bryn Forbes. And the reason I want to talk about them is because if the guys that we signed in the off season—that's the crazy thing. Keita Bates and Jock Landale. Those are the guys who like really kind of changed that front court for us off the bench, which changed a lot of things and had big games. And so I wonder if this whole time, and this is obviously just speculation, and we've kind of speculated this whole time on on these guys getting traded and stuff like that, but the thing is, is that maybe th- like they brought in Thad and Bryn to like keep things running in this first half of the season before yeah. those guys got comfortable. I don't know. This is one game, but if this is the bench unit moving forward maybe that was the case because we've we've heard the thad trade rumors from before the start of the season and then the last time we were here we talked about the athletic article from sham sharnia that totally butchered his last name i'm pretty sure but y'all know shams right and uh you know mentioned only a couple teams and one of them was Bryn forbes securing a lot of interest and it's like it makes sense we've seen him you know, he, he was getting in rhythm on the Spurs, and we know that he's going to be even way more effective on a team with more, you know, uh, top-tier talent, if you will, right? A championship-contending team that would be looking for him. Um, so I just wonder, with those guys getting less and less minutes, the way that Jock is progressing, I mean, the way that he killed it in the G League as well, um, you just wonder. And then Zach Collins, the imminency of Zach Collins coming back, man. Like, imagine if we had Zach Collins tonight. And you talked about him on the bench. He he's definitely been the bench hype man. Him and Drew Eubanks were going crazy on that Doug layup. That was hilarious. And Doug got wrapped on that too. Like, yeah, I mean, but did. I'm but that would have kind of been on the floor. So I'm kind of glad they didn't call it because then we got the highlight layup. I, I'm in a Spurs chat with some friends, and they were like, "Why is Doug Doctor J right now?" <laughs> he's good at those. He's done that multiple times this season. That's reverse layups like that. And Dylan's talking about, did our bench outscore the starters? I'm pretty sure they did. I, I, I know for a fact that maybe they didn't, but I know that we demolished the Lakers bench. It was like 57 to 16 the 16 last time. Right off the bench. Sorry, I'm doing quick math here in my no, head. No, please do. Give me a me, minute. <laughs> I'm going to try to get a calculator out, yeah. actually. Okay, I so got we got... The bench. bench got 69. The bench got 69? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's see. So we got... 13 from Doug. We got 16 from Keldon. We got 23 from Derek. We got nine from... I Actually, they did not. They did not. Wait. No, they scored the exact same amount. Oh. 
but but uh, look look when Keita Bates Diop goes for thirty and shoots a hundred percent from the field, the yep. bench played better. Yeah, they do. <laughs> on LeBron, bro. On like, LeBron, correct. I'm never gonna get over that. I'm never gonna get. I don't even have any analysis for y'all. To be honest, I just can't believe that Keita Bates sixty nine sixty nine. Nice, nice. That's why we won. I can't believe that that man went for thirty tonight. Like. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It really is. And here's a little neat stat I just noticed. Lakers, every single player was negative tonight, if you like plus minus. And on the Spurs, every single player was positive, including Jakob, who was only plus three. Wow. Facts. Wow, Doc. wow, wow. Another thing. Also, it we're two yeah. days away from Christmas. Maybe you celebrate some other holidays too. But we just want to say in this you know, time of the year. We appreciate you guys. We hope that you're getting to spend some time with your family and all that good stuff. This was definitely, like I said at the beginning of the episode, a great Christmas present from the Spurs. This is going to put us in a good move, mood moving forward and definitely give us some confidence. But, you know, with the Spurs, it's like we've seen little spurts of this. I will say it seems like we're definitely playing better and it definitely feels like Lonnie's turned a corner and I think that that makes a difference on this team. Um but I, I still think at the end of the day, it's like we're going to probably be in that play-in best-case scenario. Probably. Probably. We're creeping up in the, that slot. Like right now, everybody's like a gamer. But that's two. better than it was earlier. Yeah, for sure. When we thought we were going to get the number one pick, no doubt, 15th seed in the in the West. Remember that? Like two-week yeah. period? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that was rough, rough. <laughs> Hey, we got through it, and, and we got we got this one. I'm glad also because then you also just didn't get swept by the Lakers tonight, so that's a good thing because you never want to get swept, you know, by a Western yeah. Conference team in general. Um, but I'm gonna look ahead just a little bit at the Spurs schedule coming up. So the day after Christmas, they get to go play the Pistons, and I believe we played them earlier in the year and actually lost. Maybe I'm forgetting, but I don't know. I might no. be at the game, by the way. Really? I- okay. So you, for everybody watching, Ethan informed me that Trey Lyles went for 28 tonight. 28 uh, points, boards, four blocks. So we have not played the Pistons yet. So <laughs> this game was sure. great. <laughs> it's all fun and games until the Trey Lyles revenge game happens and mm-hmm. ends our season brutally. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's that's just something to watch out for. That would be a fun game to go to. Y'all, I'm looking at here. Tickets as low as $14. So, Those dogs at my house? Hey, yeah, I think they are. But it's okay. <laughs> they're, they're barking. They're barking because, I don't know, the Spurs team is full of dogs. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. There we yeah. go. There we go. <laughs> Man, I really don't have much to say. I'm at a loss for words. We've talked about it. Um, I think that... Like Tanner's saying right here, oh no, Trey Lyles had a big game. Yes, he did, Dylan. Um, I think the team is better than we thought. Eight and five over a roughest stretch is a mark of a better playing team. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the, I think the most interesting thing about this whole thing, because I remember at the beginning of the year, it, uh, somebody who's in one of my chats talked about how he thought just off the magic game, the first game of the year that we were better than we were last year. And I think I thought that too. Obviously we had that two week stretch, 
But the way that we've been playing in that eight and five in this eight and five stretch and against the caliber of opponent that we've been playing, it, I, you just, I think my prediction would be, and it's not all about predictions, but I think probably we're going to win a play in game and then lose. I think we're literally going to be one game better than we are last year. Maybe not, but I, I don't, I, I just don't see us being like that much better than we were last year. I don't know. I don't think so either because we're still young. But we're playing – like tonight we played so well. Like if we play like this every night, we, we have a chance against anybody. But Yeah, we got to run with this momentum for sure. I know Lonnie's had a great six games including this one. I think he had one dud. But God, if he, <laughs> I hope he could continue it because that's like the Lonnie poison. He gives you a handful of greatness and then he's like, nah, I'm just going to decide not to do well anymore. Um, but I think this might be a little bit different. I, I sense that this could be – more so um, of a positive sign than what we're used to seeing from him. I think this is like a legit possibility from Dylan right here. And for those of y'all listening on podcast, he's just saying that maybe by January, the Spurs could be a 500 team. Um, I don't think that it's going to be anything, you know, crazy. Maybe that doesn't continue, but I think that that's genuinely a possibility with the way that they're playing. And also just looking at the schedule coming up, um, obviously there's going to be some tough games, but just for the next six game stretch, you know, Detroit, Utah, Utah is going to be tough. Miami's that's going to be tough, but like winnable, you know, with the way that the Spurs are playing right now, Memphis, Detroit, Toronto, and Boston. Boston's going to want revenge. So that's going to be a tough game. And like all those teams are solid. Like the Spurs could also, I don't think they'll lose all of them, but they could also go three and six in that stretch or, you know, three and three or something like that. I don't know why I said three and six. I, I thought six because the six is the total games. But that's also a stretch where you could maybe go like four and two or go five and one, honestly. like Or six and oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You could also go one and six, one and five. Or oh and oh in case the season <laughs> comes to an end. Because oh, my, oh my gosh. I don't think I actually Adam Silver talked about that and they he said, he's, nope, we're just going to, we're just going to, Hey, if the Spurs are healthy, y'all can roll out all them 10 dares, baby. We'll eat them W's. I'll, I'll take a COVID championship. Through it. <laughs> we beat Joe Johnson in the Celtics uh, NBA finals. That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy, man. And yeah, a plus tonight, a plus, a plus man, a plus. So I'm trying to think of anything, anything else, any other like major storylines going forward. I really think probably the thing to watch is Thaddeus Young and Bryn Forbes and if they get moved and then Zach Collins coming back. Which hopefully is sooner rather than later because wasn't the original ETA around Christmas time? Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know if there's been any recent news stories about that. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to pop out of nowhere. Watch. It's going to be like a random like Wednesday in March. And they're yep. just going to be like, Zach Collins is completely healthy and cleared to play and has no minutes restriction. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, this is this is the best storyline actually right now. DeJounte Murray has a very – I know he had a bad game tonight, but he definitely has a case for All-Star. I think the last time we talked, there was like – we were like, eh, you probably give it to these guys now with the way that he's continued to play, the triple-doubles – and like the Spurs records, you know, the averages, I think he needs to be there. And especially, even if he's, I think he should be an all-star, but even if he's not, especially the MIP conversation, I mean, he is, I I think he's the clear front runner. 
this might sound weird, but I think he is way more likely to be most improved player than he would be to make an all-star game even still. I agree. Spurs Nations is going to vote for him for sure, but just because he's on the Spurs and nobody knows – until our team comes to your city and plays your team, you have no idea what DeJounte Murray is doing, more than likely, because the NBA doesn't really cover us at all. So I doubt he gets many votes outside of Spurs Nation. Maybe the coaches give him a, you know, a nod and let him let him in because don't they pick the reserves, like the coaches around the around the I think league? actually it's like now it's the players, right? They oh. draft them. They draft the team. No, I mean, I mean, I know they draft, but like the reserves that are selected to be on – the list of players that then are drafted. Are That's right. By. That's it's right. That's a really right. confusing way to explain that. No, no, no. But I, I get, I get what you're saying. That I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So I think that there actually was like a. Uh, I'm saying this with like not a lot of information, not a lot of confidence. But I want to say I saw something on Twitter, and we know how reliable that is. But I yeah. swear I saw something reliable on Twitter that was actually like putting him in as like. A, a prediction it was like a prediction from like espn or, or like an actual publication and they I had him so. they had him as the final guard so i really hope so but you know how the most of the nba fans are they would vote russell westbrook in just because yeah. of westbrook and just be like who's Dejounte murray with the spurs are they in texas i don't even know where they are <laughs> i don't know luca are they on the same team <laughs> just how it is <laughs> You know, it's so funny you mentioned that because on the uh, on the Lakers broadcast tonight, when Jock was leading the team in scoring going into halftime, they were like, "I've <laughs> the, the Lakers halftime show." They were like, "Who is this guy? I've literally never heard of him." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> but actually, it's like, no, but he's he's a bronze medalist, like you know. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like, I guess you didn't watch Olympic basketball, but. Sad casuals on the Lakers. Sad broadcast. casuals, casual Laker broadcasters. All right. I think that's a good way to end tonight's yeah. episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys for stopping by. We got 56 of y'all, 55 of y'all in here right oh. now. Um, we appreciate it. We know we've been off for a minute. It's just been the holidays. So, you know, we've been working through some, through some things, but we're going to have some time off probably after Christmas and all New Year's and all that stuff. We'll be be back getting into games and all that good stuff so we're here to stay we're not going anywhere you know but enjoy this family time with your uh or enjoy enjoy the, the that's i was gonna say with your holidays that's right but that's where my words got jumbled look we're we're running on we're twelve forty two here it's late night sspn uh but a big spurs win on the west coast last game in the staples center too so i mean blowing out the lakers then i know covid's there still but you know that, that's that's disrespectful that's that's dog type stuff we had the barking in the background and that's because the spurs were dogs tonight so yes, before y'all go follow us on twitter uh at ethan underscore quintero for some great live tweet comparisons like lonnie lonnie and jock landale to Shaq and kobe uh and follow at jude mclaren for just posting the podcast stuff if you want to listen to the audio feed don't forget to like and subscribe as well and we've had some of you guys buy some merch which we really appreciate and if you want to go get some sspn merch uh we have a hoodie we have t-shirts coffee mugs just head over to spurs tube tv so we appreciate you guys we'll see y'all in the next one kbd over lbj